johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. This is Eric Jonathan Pathy back with Constantine, Mike Safir, Mikael Safir. What's going on, brother? I uh, just, uh, I don't know. It's just been a whirlwind of, yeah, it's this time of the year just gets a little, you know, packed together. The days mesh to being the same. It's like Groundhog's Day. We have NBA starting next Tuesday. We've been lining up all our groups and, and basically, you know, brokering all the deals for our clients to receive those games. Still completely dialed into NFL and college football. We still have baseball playoffs going on. And it's just this is the time of the year to really dig deep, put in the work. So that way, by the time. You know, March Madness comes, you have a, a really nice yearly return. Um, you know, I was at the Borgata in Atlantic City last weekend for a bachelor party. You know, the good the good part about going away, you could still work and you could still be, you know, committed to the clients. So when I'm there, you know, I'm in the sports book on Sunday. It is mayhem. I mean, now that with the London game, you know, we had our Ravens, or at least my Ravens. They're they're your Ravens, I think, too, but Nine thirty game. One of my son's Ravens, but go ahead. By the time one o'clock comes, everybody's got every side of every team, player, parlay, round robin, DraftKings line. I mean, it is just mayhem. I mean, I just college football doesn't even do that. It's the only the NFL will generate that type of volume for every single side and because they're segmented games. So everybody gets it all ready for that one o'clock slate. Then they chase the four o'clock slate and then they really chase the night game. So, you know, it's, it, I always get fascinated, even though I've been in the industry for over a decade, when I sit there in a casino because of legalized betting, I couldn't tell you. So they have these hosts that constantly come up to you and they go, have you signed up? Yeah, I've already been. A, so they, I'm a, I'm a nobody now. To the people that haven't signed up, you literally, 
every guy that day, if you signed in, all you had to do was put $10 in your account, you got a free $400. Don't have to bet it. You literally could pull it out if you want. No spinning the money. So it's like they're just, they know once they have a new client acquisition, there's such a high return for that client, no matter if, even if he cashes out that 400, that eventually he'll bet again and probably lose it. So they have guys on iPads coming around every five minutes. Did you sign up yet? And they, they talk the lingo too. And you say, what, do you, what are you on right now? Oh, I'm on the Ravens. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on it too. I'm on, I'm on it too in first quarter. Like they, they know how to talk as more of like a sales style, which is funny because now it's like the sports books are trying to sell you to get the business. And it's, it's fascinating. I, I'm, I don't really spend many weekends in the casino. It's just not my style. Um, but man, it is. It's 24-7 in there. It literally is never do you not see the slot machines, which I hate after this weekend. I am not equipped to have any money management when it comes to slots. Every other facet of my life, Eric, I have control. When I bet sports, I have control. When I give people money management, I practice the same money management myself with my account. I don't chase. I have control. When I'm sitting at the slot machine, I have zero. I have negative 100 control of anything except if I lose, I know I can't leave the machine. I have to put more money in to at least break it even. It's like the chase is insane. And I know you showed me that podcast a week ago or two weeks ago regarding, you know, how it hits the dopamine, um, and, and the rush and the constant hope that you're going to break even like hitting the lottery. So, or at least win because you see those crazy price points that they pay out for the, for the mega and the jackpot and all that. So it, you know, I have zero control. That's all I could say. I'm recovered now. It took me a couple of days. It's now when, how many, how many days Sunday. we have clean, you're going to get a key change soon for it, for the jackpot, for the, uh... so it's funny you say that. Randomly, I was on my um, in the app store yesterday, and, and the the game, the casino slot machine, it's called Huff and Puff, which if you are a slot player, I highly recommend it. Um, oh, geez. Popped up, popped up on the app. I said, oh, I want to play it. I couldn't win playing with fake money. It did the same thing to me, but at least on this one, you could click auto spin, so you don't even have to click the button. It just auto spins for you for fifteen minutes. Literally sat here from. Six to six fifty. Well, let's let's let's. I want to I want to do a little different format on the show this week because we have a lot of li- mm-hmm. new listeners. First of all, I was looking back at the archives. How long do you? What number show do you think this is? All right, let me because I let me take a guess. Hold on, let me think. Um, Three fifty-five. This is, is the four hundred and tenth show. Oh wow! We didn't even do a, we didn't even do anything about um, the 400 show. We missed it. I can't believe you missed it. So so it's interesting because I'm looking here at at my website ericpathy.com or sportsinsiderradio.com. The first show. Now remember, I've been doing media and TV. If you go to my website, there's a picture of me when I was 25. I've been doing TV since I'm 18, right? Um, in this business, but. The first time we started uploading the shows 
from this radio station um, was February 1st, 2015, 2115. This, so we have been doing this show for eight consecutive years. We didn't even miss a show during COVID. So it's interesting because as, as, as we get, uh, as we have branched out and we're in new markets and we have a much larger, what I call public betting market, it's, it's, it's important for the clients that are especially new, not the, not our, our private clients that come from other media that this is a game of percentages. You know, I was looking here, you know, when I go and I look back and I'm like, wow, eight consecutive years of doing this radio show every single week, 107.1 FM Las Vegas, 1400 AM Las Vegas, 9 AM to 10 AM. Obviously we have clients that are listening in their car right now in the state of Nevada. And then we have clients that are listening remotely. It is just amazing. I mean, I'm looking here. I cannot believe we've been doing the show that long. First thing is the game of percentages. I'm looking here on YouTube, and I typed in Spencer Cornelius Sports Betting. And the first thing that comes up is infiltrating a sports gambling operation. Do you realize, Mike, that video, Costi, that video has gotten 421,000 views? That is insane. Now, what's the summation of that video? You're an edge better. You're a professional sports better. You're trying to make between 5 to 7% on your money that you churn which we can get into at a later date. Then I was doing some deep dive data, and a client was asking me, what's break-even? Do you actually know what break-even is? I mean, you, I know, I think you know, but do you know what the break-even percentage is on 110 odds? 54. So it's if you go 52.4% with 11 to 10 odds, 110 to win 100, that's break-even. The ceiling for a professional gambler is capped at around 54 to 55%. So that means guys like Billy Walters, guys like David Miller, guys like uh, other people that we know, Troy and Summerlin, et cetera. They're hitting, at a, they're hitting long-term about 55 to 56%. There's a video that I did on my YouTube channel called uh, How to Win with Kelly talking about Kelly Criterion math betting. And these are things that, like I said, I find myself, I did a little how-to video last week to try to explain to people this concept of taking a small amount of money and making a large amount of money is just unfathomable. As a matter of fact, I'm reading an article here. I'm not going to link the source on the radio, but it says um, the 54 to 55% ceiling is real. You're extremely unlikely to achieve that through a lifetime of picks unless you win your first few and stop. Your choices aren't likely to be strong enough for inclusion in uh, parlays, which don't pay at true odds anyway. Great expectations are unrealistic. Either you've realized that you've... So my point is is that the constant battle with pro gamblers versus versus public gamblers and the feeding frenzy of legalized sports wagering, as I've always claimed since day one, it's a syntax for the, the, the majority of the states. And the reality is the most people don't understand. They can just literally go to a website, legalsportsreport.com. And I'm doing this because a lot of people ask the same information. If you go to legalsportsreport.com, you can find out every single dollar that every sports has taken in under U.S. sports betting revenue. So, for instance, New Jersey 
they have a hold of 7.4%. New York, 8.8%. Illinois, 8.2%. Pennsylvania, 8.1%. Indiana, 8.6%. Virginia, right near us, 9.7%. Tennessee, 9.8%. You ready for this one, Mike? Mm-hmm. Ohio, Ohio, 13.8%. Maryland, right here, 12.5%. Louisiana, 10.6%. Connecticut, 10.1%. Mississippi, 11.3%. Washington, D.C., 12.4%. And the worst state with the losingest betters in the entire country has and always will so far remains the little small state of Delaware. The numbers are kind of skewed because you have people driving in from Pennsylvania, New York, and Maryland, and West Virginia. 19.8% handle. So what I, what I try to explain to people is that as a professional sports better, we're betting like we're the books. We're trying to make 5%, 7%, 8%. Here, the sports books, they don't get a decision. I always tell people sports books are like the dartboard, which is the sports book doesn't make any predictions and doesn't make any selections. So can you imagine they just open their doors and they say, come at me. Come at me with all you got. And they're making 10 20% on their money, and all they're doing is booking the bets. This concept of even action on both sides and the bookmakers making 10 cents is nonsense. The, the handle is where you make all the money. So these legal states are basically taking from the uneducated sports better that has unrealistic expectations and is underfunded 99% of the time. What is the issue? The client is underfunded. You can't have a pattern day trading account in the stock market to trade stocks unless you maintain an overnight balance of $25,000 minimum. In the sports betting market, you can stick that $10 and then get 400 and talking about dopamine, have the dopamine triggered up and down. Last, yesterday's a perfect example, and I don't usually talk about individual games. I went 0-2, right? I had Southern Mississippi, mm-hmm. and I had uh, whoever the baseball game was that lost, Arizona, right? But we already mm-hmm. established that I'm up. I haven't had a losing season in forever, like 35 years in baseball, because I only bet dogs, right? So I only bet dogs or turtles. I don't bet favorites. So the the irony is that I wake up this morning to a myriad of text messages by mainly new subscribers talking about the margin of victory, which has nothing to do with treating your betting as a business. You, an old bookmaker told me a long time ago, you don't make any more money when a game wins by half a point, and you don't lose any more money when a game loses by half a point. You don't make any more money when a game is a 30-point blood. I have, you know, and again, I, I do, I will tell you that you, you know this. I've been, you've been working with me for what, 15 years? I can be a prick, right? We all know that. I have no, I suffer from a high IQ, which allows me to ha- lack the constitution to have empathy for people that want to be involved in risky endeavors and then complain. So, you know, like I'm, I'm guilty definitely. And I've been working on it, which is part of the reasons why I changed how I work with clients in 2023. And I basically closed my doors to the general public and I'm only dealing with high rollers because when clients, a watch games, which I would never waste my time doing, Dave would never, Billy Walters would never, no pro better. Spanky would never, you can go online, Google Spanky, Google Billy Walters, Google Dave Miller. None of these guys, what do they all have in common? 
two things they have in common, right, Costi? They don't watch mm-hmm. the games, and they only bet 1% of their bankroll on every game. And they never increase their bankroll over 1%. So, with that being said, what I always find is there's that guttural response when a game is a blowout to a newbie gambler. And I, and I try to have empathy, but I do such a good job of trying to educate people about what it is that we actually do. We're talking about eight years, 409 radio shows archived online, thousands of videos since 2015 on YouTube. And people, and this is not about, I have our good friend Cal in Kansas City gave me some grief a couple. And I look, I'm man enough. I listen to my clients. He said, you know, you come across a little, you could be a little disrespectful to the clients that are actually paying you. It's not disrespect. It's at what point do we all, who walks into a casino and, and expects that they're going to be shocked if they lose? If you live and die every game, it's not worth the, even the making the money. You lost how much this weekend? 4K. How much did you lose this Okay. You went with an envelope with $4,100 bills, and you said, I'm either coming home with 40 or I'm coming home with zero, and you were at peace with that. You walked into this yeah, office course. Monday morning. You walked into this office Monday morning. You did. How'd you do this week? Lost 4K. How was that? Like, did you not sleep at night? Did you? Were you tossing and turning in bed? Were you mentally um, reliving so, every bad so, beat? So just to be transparent, uh oh. I did toss and turn for an hour. It had nothing to do with my losses. It was the fact that I had a I had a choice at three in the morning. I had a choice. Machine to the left of me or machine right to the right of me. Right next to each other. I sat right. down to the right one. Twenty five dollars a spin, Dragon Link. I'm sure a lot of our clients could relate because they all play this game as well. A guy sitting to the right of me changes machines and he goes to the left one, the one I could have sat sat at. Four spins later, sixty nine hundred. Boom! I was more mad that I chose the right. Had nothing to do with my losing. It's just the the allure of what could have been if I just sat at the right machine. That for some reason kept me up for an hour. I usually doesn't bother me. It could also be the fact that I drank about five Red Bulls between 12 a.m. and 3 a.m. That's probably a, has a lot to do with it. But yes, outside of that, the next night I slept like a baby. I didn't care. But yes, that that truly irritated me to think, you know, what could have been. Well, the thing that I try to impart, look, there's two ways I can go with this in 2024. I just shut my doors, period. You don't have 100 Gs to work with, don't even call me. If you don't trade the financial markets, don't even call me. If you're just a degenerate mongoloid that only cares about getting dopamine on a daily basis, do not call me. Because for me, I find myself in a position where as an educator, not a handicapper, and being the conduit to these major betting professional syndicates, how many times do you have to repeat the same things over and over and over again? Literally. I know, I can't say his name. I know our good friend Brett is listening in Manhattan. We talked this morning him for about an hour, you know, because my clients become my friends. We have a person that we deal with that we're not going to mention on the air due to NDA disclosures. He has a house worth $6.6 million in the Hollywood Hills. All he does is wager on sports for a living for the last 45 years. 
and his average lifetime percentage is 56%. Like, what else do you need to know? Troy, who lives in Summerlin, and a house very similar but much cheaper because of the location versus Nevada uh, to Los Angeles, professional sports better for 25 years, never has stepped into an office a day of his life, runs one of the sharpest algorithms on the planet, only deals with high net worth individuals, can't really deal with the clients that we deal with because they, they're just not wealthy enough. Um, what's his long-term overall percentage? 55, 56%. Again, no 60%, no 70%, no 80%, no 90%. The only person that's able to break the mold in this business with these crazy returns on revenue is yours truly. Now, obviously, my 80-20 underdog system is a little different. I'm down. I think you got to update the records for me. Um, I'm up 223000 betting $1,000 a game since September 17th of last year, losing 45 more games more than I've won. But again, that's a grind. That's going to get more active regarding basketball. And I think that, like I said, this, this constant desire to go 8-0, 4-0, 5-0, and parlay yourself to riches is the, um, is, the, um, is the desire of unrealistic expectations that allow that client to be part of those holds in those states. Again, have no affiliation with the site. Legal Sports Report. All you have to do is click on the betting revenue tab, go to your state, and say, are you part of the solution or are you part of the problem? I mean, nobody wants to hear that reality. Yeah, I have products that, you know, cost 20000 a month. If I'm making a client a 7% return on a million dollars in a month and he's making $70,000, he's happy paying me $20,000. But if he's going to start with ten grand in his account, and he's not going and he's going thinks he's going to pay me $20,000 for a month to follow all these uh exotics. Uh I was talking to Brett today our quarter syndicate is 25 and 8 after last night. It's a nice run. But what's always left out of it is we got destroyed out of the gate. Betting a dime a game we were down 7000 before we flipped the turn and went the other way. You don't get the luxury of picking the order that the winning streaks and the losing streaks come in. And so I just wanted to make clients understand, if you want to do yourself a favor, contact us if you want access to the Kelly Criterion video. Watch the Betting as a Business video. Watch the How-To Money Management videos. Understand that 99% of the time, if you go to sleep in a bad mood because a game lost or the margin of victory, or again, you were doing things like, I'm, I'm like, I don't know if I told you, did I tell you Costa? I'm like, I'm like uh, the 50 year old Jocko. I got the new thing going now. I go to bed at nine. I wake up at three fifty nine. So I wake up at three fifty nine AM every, so right now it's uh, what I've been up for, you know, it's almost one o'clock. Right. So my point is I'm not watching these games. These games start at seven, eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. I'm not watching them. So with that being said, you got anything to impart before we go over the NFL breakdown? We did exactly 30 minutes talking about what I call Pathy's psychology of sports betting. Uh, anything you want to impart? No, I mean, it's, in it's, respect? it's very concurrent to what we do. I, I don't have 
you get a little bit more obsessed when you're constantly coaching clients and if they don't see logic you you get turned off pretty quickly because they don't see logic and it just goes backwards i'm more of the listen people are, people are going to the humans in general are going to react to any sort of loss differently the guys that are wealthy that have already taken hits financially and other business ventures don't jump up and down and cry because they have a losing day. They just get it because they've taken bigger hits in other markets and they understand the difference. Whereas the guys that are truly underfunded that overbet their accounts just because like I had a guy talk to me the other day. Um, he mentioned to me and he said, I lost a hundred thousand in FanDuel in the last year. I said, all right. Well, what do you have in your account now? He's like, I have eight or nine thousand. So I gave him a plan for money management. He goes, No, 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 no. It doesn't even do it for me if I bet less than a thousand a game. But he doesn't want to, and I get it, it's not his total worth sitting in the account, but he has unrealistic expectations. He wants to bet big because he doesn't want to bet small. It doesn't do anything for him, but he doesn't want to treat it like a business. And what ultimately is going to happen if he doesn't. Yeah, but he's not going to bet at 9 o'clock. He's watching the games for action. He's watching every game. Billy Walters does not watch games for action. Micah Smith no, does not watch No, and those guys action. are the reason David, why David, David W., are going to be who just sent me a text message, you, you know, you met him, he stopped up at the office. We have clients that literally mm-hmm. come into our office. He, even him, he wasn't watching. I trained him not to watch games. Like, started out watching games, then not watching games. It's like at some point, again, Unlike the stock market, which is open 20 days a month, sports is open 365 days a year. I still don't understand how, if you're trying to emulate and model the people that have the $6 million homes in Hollywood Hills, the people that have the big mansions in Summerlin in, up in the, off the strip in, the, in, the, in the Nevada, if you're trying to mo- model the people that have already been featured on A&E Network, like Dominic Larigio and Don Johnson and all these people that are basically breaking the banks have cracked these guys for millions of dollars, but the client doesn't understand that it's a small percentage over and all what they were wagering. So you say, Oh, I won $20 million. You're Don Johnson. Yeah, but he won $20 million wagering a billion dollars. You have to put it in perspective of the amount of money that you're actually spinning. So I I just think that, you know, I look at these numbers at Legal Sports Report daily because I just laugh. They are literally just raking in cash from unsuspecting dumb bettors, all trying to parlay themselves to riches. The people that, like you were talking about, that want to bet a thousand dollars a game, we already know they're not betting off. They're not betting legally. They're betting with credit. People that bet with credit don't have to put up the money, and when they don't have to put up the money, they bet like buffoons. And it's just it becomes an adult video game. That's all it is. And you know they get a ten thousand dollar week credit line. They're betting a dime a game. Well, they only have ten bets. How many early bets have you made this week on your um, on your ten x? So let me just check because I'm a while, look. We're always working while we're on air. This just because we're doing the radio show doesn't mean it stops. I just got five. First quarter bets given to me from a group. There's already been one, two, three, five NFL games 
that were released between Monday and Tuesday already for the Got weekend. It. So that's a total of 10 early plays. Mm-hmm. So again, if you're betting 1%, you're risking 10%. So if you're betting a dime a game, you're risking $10,000 on 100000 You have 90000 penning for the rainy day. And this, this absurdity of worrying about the short-term results is just, I, I, I don't know, man. It's like this morning I snapped at this new client. It's like, and I felt bad about it because it's like I've never been one of the, the margin of victory thing is just totally out of my brain. Like, I don't care if I win a game by half a point. As a matter of fact, I was telling Brett this morning, if you keep a database of your good beats and your bad beats or the margin of victory of blowouts of a game won by 30 in your favor or lost by 30 in your favor, you know the record is exactly 50%. So with that being said, we're going to do transition and we're going to go down because we have a half an hour every NFL game, but I'm going to give you a number that's going to blow your mind away. Right now, in college football, since there's college football every single day, if you have bet every single favorite this season, you just blindly at post on the day of the game, bet every favorite this season, you are 239 and 236. I'll repeat, 239 and 236. So you've won three games more than you've lost to make that wild percentage of 50.3%. You have pushed on 13 games. So you're talking about no information, no analysis, just flipping a coin, waking up, and just randomly betting on the last 488 games. You are exactly 50%. Now, here's where it gets crazy. If you're exactly 50%, you say, oh, I'm only down three games or I'm only up three games. No, you're not. Because if you bet 236 games and you risk 110, you made 25, you risked $25,960 to win 236. Uh, so you've won 236 on the wins, and then you've lost 230, I'm sorry, 239. You won $23,900 on the favorites. You've lost on the 236 wins, uh, losers, at 110 odds, 25960 So, you are betting every game. You're up three games. And because of the VIG, you are down $2,060. You are down 20 units if your metric is $100 while you're up three games. That's how hard it is to win. And if you can go from 50% to 56%, you can kill it. Now, of course, David Miller had the most amazing NFL season last year. He was 61%, but 61% is like ridiculous. I mean, I don't know if you can maintain that. I don't know. You know what I mean? No, definitely. It's, it's very, very hard. Listen, and he had a very good NBA season. Um, that's kind of what I wanted to transition to. When we connected with the groups at Bet Bash this year, now, for those that don't know what Bet Bash is, Bet Bash is a convention and a meeting of the sharps. So every sharp that has a name recognition, yes, yeah, Spanky puts it on. So basically every sharp who is looking for opportunities to network and have 
the availability of giving, getting outs, getting more counts. Um, they all, everybody has games. Everybody has a, a track record, but most of them have never funneled around and tried to get somebody like clients to be betting their games because in the past, a lot of them thought that they would lose a lot of value and they would lose price. When in reality, there is guys out there, not all sharps are willing to do this. Dave Miller being one of them has always been a part of this and he doesn't lose value when he's giving out his games. So a couple other groups that joined up were very excited to launch NBA come Tuesday. A lot of clients reached out to us already. A lot of clients already enrolled. It's going to be huge. And give it another month and college basketball starts. It's going to be huge as well. This is the time of year where now instead of being focused on basically Saturday and Sunday to get the bulk of the volume, if you have volume seven days a week, that's how you make money. These guys, these sharps don't make money because they bet one game a day and that's it. They, the more volume they put in, the higher their return on money. Well, again, so received. let's play it out for a visual metric for a client listening. Because it, it, I also see the other side. If you're listening to this, you could also be convincing somebody that sports wagering isn't a valid opportunity, which it outperforms the stock market in stride year over year because it's the about how much you can turn your capital over. So for every $100,000 that you wager, if you have a positive expectation, I'm going to go on the low side, of 5%, you're trying to make $5,000. So if you wager $100,000 on Saturday, you're trying to make 5%. Doesn't mean you're going to make it on that Saturday, Costi. It means you could lose, you could lose 80 grand that Saturday. But we're talking about long-term, right? So the reason why the way you win money is the opposite of the way the public perceives winning money, which is the public perceives winning money by getting the lock, the big game. I just need one game a day, all this nonsense hobbledygook where if you can burn through the money and you can turn the money over and you can churn the money like it in stock trading account, you would churn the money. You're the quicker you churn it, the more money you can make. Right? So to me, so you can have the same $100,000, but if you have 100 bets and your positive expectation is 5%, you make, a, you make 100 bets a week, that's $5,000 positive expectation between the good weeks and the last week. At the end of the month, you've risked $400,000, you've made 20 grand. So a lot of people say, well, how can I win 20 grand in a month? You can win 20 grand in a month, but you're not going to win it picking one game a day for 20 days to bet a dime on unfortunately that is the dream that i have to shatter you know what i mean underfunded mm -hmm. gamblers i will talk to guys and, and you know i am it for and again this doesn't mean anything to the clients out there that don't trade the financial markets but i mean the market literally up down up down up down and nobody's going bad day good day bad it's just part of the process of trading and so what i would say is that if somebody wants to make 100000 or make $20,000 a month, which now becomes $240,000 a year. They basically need to start out with a $100,000 bankroll, and they need to bet 100000 They need to bet that entire 100000 in a seven-day period. They're not going to win every week, but the positive expectation is that overall 5% return. Dave is a little higher. 
it's 7%. Obviously, I'm out of the charts with the 80-20 system. Now, what are the things that can make a client a lot more money with an attrition rate of winning 5% of your bets? Well, you know the answer. It's the sport that you love, the sport that you're obsessed with, the sport that you try to do every morning before you come in here. The only way you're going to take a small amount of money, period, and turn it into a large amount of money, period, is golf. You've seen it. You've seen me make bets for $1,000, win $29,000. But you've also seen me lose the first 16 bets in a row for $1,000, and then I win the 17th bet for $29,000, $29,000 minus $16,000, I'm now ahead. That, that is the only way, and that's why we have groups that only do golf. But we also know that when we make 100 bets, we're going to win five of them. When I say bets, I don't mean uh, matchups. I mean outrights in, in these in these, uh, in these tournaments. Anything you want to add on that before we get to the NFL? No, we're not going to have time for the NFL. I think no, we got we're just going to have to run. We're, no, we're going to go 15. No, no, we're going to do it, man. Let's roll. Don't, don't be like that. You're just going to give let's a shorter synopsis. Yeah, let's, let's do this. Let's, let's, let's pick some of the highlight games. I know a lot of the listeners, uh, this, we've done a lot of education. Pick, pick some highlight games for me to, to do a rundown, and I'll, I'll do so. All right. I'm going to do that. Well, let's, let's, let's start with uh, Detroit Ravens. I'm going to tell you before you say anything, my son listened to you yesterday on the other media organization that you are on. Mm-hmm. He loves you. He said, you know, he loves you, but uh, he, he disagrees with you, and he expects Detroit to kick the Ravens' butt. So you start with that. I think the lack of the run game for Detroit is definitely going to haunt them. Getting that three, and I don't believe the line's going to go down. I think it's going to go up as we get closer to game time. Their their main running back is out. Their backup running back, who is has been out, is supposed to play, but I don't know how much he's going to play or how much of an impact he's going to be. Without that, you have to be able to run the ball. The reason why they're 5-1 and one is... They're, they've been able to run the ball very successfully. That's the reason why Jared Goff is effective. With a good running game, it opens everything else up. Their defense is really good. And without that, I think they're going to struggle. The Ravens play up to their competition. We struggle against teams when we play down to their competition. Playing against Pittsburgh, we should have beat them. We shot ourselves in the foot. Playing against uh, the Colts at home on a very rainy day with a backup quarterback, again, should have won that game, shot ourselves in the foot. So we're a couple, literally couple plays away from being 6-0, and and you're looking at the team and going, wow, this team is the only undefeated team in the NFL. So I'm not too worried about well, it. Not you only are they team. undefeated, they're 5-1 and one ATS, so they're rare that they're undefeated. No, no, nobody's. I'm saying there's no undefeated teams left in the NFL after last week. So, right. yes, the Lions are 5-1. and one. They haven't played a bad game yet. Every game they've played, they've played exceptionally well, except one of their losses, um, which was a close game anyway. This is a typical spot, I think, going on the road from an, a Tampa Bay. They don't even come home. Now they come here, and the Ravens coming home from London. Nobody got hurt. Everybody's getting healthy. It's like the reverse. In the beginning of the season, we were playing with a bunch of backups and just grinding through games and, and not closing on two games. Now, a lot of our starters are back. Love the Ravens. Definitely will take them at three. 
all the clients could see that very shortly. So this is the top. Typical- so, right, so let me let me let me move to the next five and one team. There's only two t- top teams in in all of NFL. The second one would be Miami at at the Philly Eagles plus the two. Miami has been the greatest show on turf 2.0, typical to what I saw with the Rams back in the dome with the Kurt Warner, Torrey Holt, Isaac Bruce days. Um, I mean, it's incredible the type of numbers that they're putting up, but you saw what could happen when they run into a buzzsaw on the road because we know they play exceptionally well at home because of the strategy of dark jerseys that the opponents have to wear and they're getting beat down by the Miami sun. They go on the road and when it gets a little colder, it's always tougher. They're not, they traditionally don't play well on the road. I love what we already gave out. I mean, we could tell the clients on air because a lot of our clients do listen. We gave out the the Eagles at minus one on Monday. The line's already at two. So does that mean you still bet the Eagles? No. What that means is, you're told to bet it at a certain number. If that number is not there, you pass and you monitor the line. We're so let's, not. Let's let let yeah. zigzag. I'm going to cut you off. Let's zigzag. So on October 9th, we bet the Rams plus two and a half for for October 16th on Monday. The line closed at one and a half. They lost by three. So whether you bet the day of or whether you bet, but again, we beat the number. So for a client listening, he goes, "Who cares that I got?" Chargers. I keep saying the Rams. Sorry, Chargers. Uh, so, they're both the same. They're in the same area. I can't. I'd never get it right. So yeah, um, the Chargers my, are two and a half. Is, have moved to one and a half. We got the better closing line value. So again, lost. clients don't understand. There's over a thousand games that matters. An individual game, it doesn't matter. Now, oh my God, to the it does ten percent difference. Right. Let's jump to the two teams that are on the Schneid. You know what I mean? They're on the zero. Neither mm-hmm. team is covered. Denver has not covered one game this season. They are plus one hosting the Packers. They are 0-5 against the spread and one push. They've played six games. They are 0-5 and and one. What a terrible team. This is a typical spot for Denver that should cover getting points at home. I haven't seen much from Green Bay that's overwhelming that this team could definitely produce. I mean, they're very anemic. So at some point, as we always say, nobody goes over for the year against the spread. This is a good spot for, for Denver to at least have some hope. I mean, it's a dumpster fire over there. But from the sharp side, Denver is the right play. Got it. The second team that is 0-5-1 against the spread is the Carolina Panthers. Are they playing this okay. week? I'm looking for them. I'm all, when I, I get your analysis. Are they playing or are they off? Oh, you're just looking at, um, I think they're off. I all thought right, you were so giving me the next game. Well, no. So I was going to say, is I'm looking for teams that are on the extreme envelope. Ofer, horrible. Let's talk about the, the teams that are maintaining 50% that nobody can figure out. What do you say about this um, this Arizona team? They're they're getting eight, which is over that key number of seven at Seattle. Talk to me. They're three and three ATS. I mean, Seattle is. They came off a loss at at the Bengals. Seattle's they had many opportunities. They had a, 
a lot of opportunities to win the game, but they didn't. Now it's a divisional game. Um, and Arizona traditionally keeps it close with everybody this year. So it's, I stay away from these divisional games over the key numbers just because you, I wouldn't be surprised if it was a very close game. I wouldn't be surprised if somehow Arizona squeaked one out. But also, there's a reason why it's eight. I think the line is actually right in this case, which means for our side, we would just stay away from this altogether. Got it. Any games you want to discuss? Any games that uh, bounce back from last week's extreme? Or yeah, I like, gonna I like a certain fading. spot. Um, Chargers, Kansas City. You saw the Chargers could have easily won that game, but they chose to have 200 yards of penalties. So going into Kansas City, five and a half is a big number. Why are they five and a half? Why are they not seven? You know, Kansas City at this point is not blowing teams out. You could see that they're, they can't really, you know, their wide receivers are very bad. And without Kelsey, you know, if they do anything to shut down Kelsey, it looks like, you know, you, they are mortal and they are beatable. So in, in this case, I would not be surprised if this is a game where the Chargers win outright. So if you could find good money line odds come game time, this is definitely one of my dogs of the week that I could see easily winning out. Right again, it's a divisional game. Anytime well, sp- you have a speaking of, speaking of dog, speaking of dogs of the week, uh, this Cleveland come down to earth. They got that gift miss field goal at the end of the game, winning as a nine and a half point dog outright, nineteen to seventeen. And now they travel to the Colts plus three. Which, when I say they travel, they're right next door. They're not far from each other. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those games where you're not sure who the quarterback is yet, and it's tough to tell. I mean, I know Richardson's out for the year, so Minishu's going to be the starting quarterback for the Colts. It's a dumpster fire over there. Cleveland, again, I don't know if Deshaun Watson's going to play or not, and it's I, I wouldn't bet this game without knowing that. Like, second game for P.J. Walker, he didn't look great, but he just didn't make enough mistakes to lose them the game. Again, they're not playing in Cleveland. They're playing on the road. So it's it's another game I would stay away from. Another home team dog that won the game outright. Well, again, I think it's a, I think it's a trap to take Philadelphia because basically Philadelphia lost uh, at the Jets. The Jets have a bye this week. They're off. Um, I, I just think that Sharps are going to be all over late at post-Miami because the, the normal – Public is going to go. Already, oh, you're already not going to lose. You already know the sharps were all over Philly on Monday. I know at one, but what I'm saying is, what would you, they do when it gets to, if it got to three? They got won't to get three, to three. Maybe okay. they won't get to three. Nah, the lie, it's they won't get to three. You'll see it maybe two and a half. They won't get to three because what happens is if they get it, if they push the line to three, that means that they know all the sharps will bang the other side. Well, that's an island so game have, also. That's a Sunday night game. That's an island they game. Won't, onto it, so. It won't go. It won't go. I, right, well, I can assure you. Well, right, well, so what about San Fran, who went down on the missed field goal, minus 6.5, minus 15 cents at, at Minnesota Vikings on Monday night football? Monday, look, you get a key number of seven at home. You already well, you're know getting San a key Fran. number of 6.5 right now. There's no sevens. Well, the sevens were, uh, you're not getting it now, but when we gave it out, we had a seven. I am talking about right now. I got it. We could, I could tell you all the games you want on air. If you're not getting them in real time, you're missing 
the strategy and the methodology between what we do. Every client that's listening to the show that knows they got Minnesota at seven when it was seven. That is a big difference between six and seven, especially as a home dog. Now, from an analytics standpoint, San Fran's missing McCaffrey. San Fran's missing Debo. Not sure how long they're going to be out for. Potentially could be missing Trent Williams, the best right tackle in the game. You put that all together, that's why the San Fran lost to a backup quarterback last week. It wasn't because they lost outright. They lost because they didn't have possibly two of the better talents, definitely the best running back, definitely the best um, right tackle in the game. Without them, they're mortal. So Kirk Cousins could put up points. Can they actually play a little defense? That will be seen, but on turf, Monday night football, usually the teams show up getting a dog at home. That's almost an auto bet in this situation for a seven without any analytics. It's an auto bet at seven. So we like them at seven. We took them. I think they can win the game outright because without those two talents, man, it's going to be very hard for San Fran to stay consistent because with Purdy at the helm, he's a great system quarterback. He's not Tom Brady. He can't just make the other players better without him. So, um, I mean, they can't, can't make the players better just because it's Purdy's out there. He needs McCaffrey to chew up eight yards, seven yards of carry, which means it, it pins the defense back and, and the lanes, the wide receiver uh, passing lanes are just much more open. So it's going to be a lot harder. Love the seven at home with the Vikings. If you're just listening to the show and you're not a subscriber, free tip, free pro tip, wait till it gets to seven and bet it. Right, because usually these games will steam up to a key number of posts, depending upon, I mean, 90% of the time when people, when in doubt, when they get off work and they just want to bet that game, they're going to usually go with the favorite. And remember, like I said, oh, by the way, in the NFL, people want to know 47 and 41. So if you bet every favorite in the NFL, they have a six-game margin and edge. At the end of the season, it will end. Um, it will basically end like it always ends, exactly 50% on the league trends. Um, but currently right now, if you bet every single NFL game and you bet the favorite to cover the spread, you're 47 wins, 41 losses, and five pushes. So that's 53.4%. So, you know, again, these line makers are good at what they do. But interesting stat, away dogs are 26 and 26. So those dirty dogs on the road, home dogs, believe it or not, against the spread. We were talking about uh, the Jets, and we were talking about um, Cleveland winning last week. They're not doing well at all, Mike. They're 41%, 15-21 as a home dog, just covering. Forget winning outright. So the edge has been to the road dog so far, not the home dog. Just so happened last week you had the Jets and you had Cleveland on the same day. Yeah, it just happens to be. Uh, who's winning the uh, Who's winning the World Series? Full disclosure: I already right bet now. the dog. Full disclosure: I already bet the dog tonight. Um, I'll release it as a, in my channel soon. Um, I, I'm always playing a system. I'm not playing handicapping. Obviously, I'm, I'm betting against Scherzer. Why? It's just hard to win three games in a row in any series. So let it be, let it be. I'm going to just rock and roll. Texas, I was on him as a dog. Now they flip to a favorite. I don't like that spot at all. Bad value. 
I'm going to take Houston plus the 15 cents with Javier. Go ahead. There you go. I think no, but what do you think in terms of the end end? The end end. Um, honestly, with what I'm seeing from the Phillies, they have a slight edge because their pitchers are a tad bit better than um, Texas. I do think both those two teams will be in the World Series. Both bats are extremely hot. I do think that Houston could definitely pull this game out today, but they would have to win three in a row to bring it back um, to Houston. So, you know, if that's not the case, or they have to win, they have to at least win um, two out of three on the road um, in Texas for them to bring it back to Houston. So I don't see that happening. I think tonight Texas loses, but then they win the next two, get the job done, go to the World Series. And I, it, the Phillies, I believe, or just a tad bit better, and it's very, it's, it's very hard, man. It's, it's well. Just remember, regarding the dogs on my pure underdog regular season system, which these uh, these numbers are not uh, inclusive of postseason. I was 140 wins, 187 losses. I made 327 wagers. My average pick odds were plus 151. I was successful 42.8% of the time, and I made 17.77 units. So betting underdogs, losing 47 more games than I won, I was plus at $100 a game, $1,777. We'll call it the jackpot. Or betting 1000 a game, $1,777. So, I mean, that's all you really need to know. You, you, you're, you're 43%, basically. You've won 140 games. You've lost 187 games. And why I say that is before the music comes, I'm working with the NHL syndicate. We'll see if we can make that possible this season. We'll be back next week for another edition of Sports Insider Radio. Good day and good luck.